Hello folks, welcome to episode 157 of It's Not My Fault, the OSG podcast is not popular. My name is Helen. My name is Justin. And since we are now at the end of the summer anime season, question mark, since we still have a couple of shows which are running and the fall shows have already started, we're just going to skip straight into the news so that we can still have time to talk about anime later. I don't care if you put stuff on the script that's crossed out, Justin, you know how this goes. Anyway. No, no, no. (laughs) Moving on to news. So the biggest news of the past couple of weeks has been what's going on of Crunchyroll, Unions, and Mob Psycho. So for folks who did not hear, um, Crunchyroll is going to have to be recasting a number of roles for Mob Psycho 100's English dub. This will be for the third season of the show after they've already had a known established cast for first two seasons. Since um, Mob's uh, voice actor for seasons one and two, Kyle um, McCarley, revealed he was unlikely to reprise his role as no one at CR wanted to even discuss or meet about entering a SAG-AFTRA union contract or even discuss it for future CR dubs. As uh, McCartley has said, he wasn't even specifically demanding that they turn it into a SAG-AFTRA dub. He was willing to even take a pay cut from what would normally be um, the, not costs, uh, his his pay for a SAG-AFTRA dub. He was willing to even take a cut for that as long as Crunchyroll would agree to, you know, at least meet with union reps and discuss the future possibility. And Crunchyroll was like, no, we're not even doing this. This is, um... I mean, not everything in voice acting is unionized, but even everything on, like, Netflix these days is unionized. Netflix apparently came to the table of their own volition to start getting um, union dubs as of recently. So this really looks bad for Crunchyroll. They truly do not have any reason to at least come to a table and say false platitudes to get people on board. I mean, this is just remarkably guess, dumb of them but guess what they don't even want to do that yeah, they're very, we, we talked about this earlier about how they seemed very determined to use their um, dallas uh texas studio to record shows so i know for sure that this cut out a couple of voice actors when this movie was announced um way back then and they've seemed very insistent on wanting to keep that that pipeline but it's all weird because that's not what they're gonna do it that's not what they're doing chainsaw man yeah so for two things one Texas itself is a right-to-work state, which means that it is even easier than usual for employers to fire employees for any reason. Um, Although contractors are not exactly employees, it is different for tax reasons and stuff like that. But that is probably part of the reason why they want to continue using the setup Funimation has in the area, because it would give them more control over employment. And secondly, like Justin just said, like a few hours before McCarley posted all this, Crunchyroll was announcing the voice actors for um, the upcoming Chainsaw Man dub, and not all of them are based in Dallas. So clearly, they are doing remote casting for some roles, even though they're saying, "Oh yeah, we're trying to end doing that now." So um, they are being remarkably inconsistent. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Crunchyroll's marketing has just gone kind of wonky in like the past three weeks. Anyway, I've been snidely talking to my friends about just how weird their twitter account has seemed lately it, it's it's basically a mix of them combining what funimation was always doing it's just that now they have so much more anime it's just like oh we gotta have something like almost every hour or something every like couple minutes or something like that and it just gets a little congested i mean what i've been telling people is that their twitter it's like they're promoting like the strangest shows and using like the strangest like examples from them and it's like either you guys don't have time to look at everything you're doing or you're actually just really terrible at your jobs. <laughs> and I, I don't know, just Crunchyroll not doing really great for having, you know, 
a essential monopoly on the U.S. anime market and having, you know, the money to do this. Right. So, um, so yeah, we already know that um, there won't be the um, the Mob Psycho 100, the, the original ADR director, he already confirmed he's not returning for the season. So my guess is they had already had this simuldub pipeline. They already had this in the works. Like, this was mm-hmm. already pretty much set. Um, yeah, I would not be surprised if McCarley had been sitting on this for a little bit and waiting for a strategic moment to go public with it because right. that is what you would actually so, try to do. <laughs> so, yeah, so you talked about, like, Crunchyroll making this a bad, like, this is all bad on it, but now it's just going to be, like, when they eventually announce a new cast, that's going to be for apparel, too, because some mm-hmm. might not have even had any idea that this was occurring. Um, and then also some may have looked at this as their, their big opportunity of, obviously, a big property, and they would have obviously gotten some notoriety out of it, but now it's going to look a little different. It's going to feel weird when they announce it. That That is for sure. Um, so yeah, yes, whoever's had... taking over for Mob is absolutely going to be getting hate mail. They definitely not, not... deserve it, but they will absolutely be getting yeah, so and, much hate mail. And, and, and based on the, how they describe, uh, how Crunchyroll, it was really, I didn't, I don't really like how Crunchyroll does the PR like that, where they just have a representative just say this statement. And it's kind of just like, my statement is this but that statement basically implied that it was not just it was recasting so it's not just it's not gonna be just mob it's gonna be some other people mm-hmm. uh, so whoever voices those two characters yeah they're gonna have a lot lot of um pressure on them that's for sure it's gonna be weird because i've already seen like voice actors already take the twitter to put themselves out there that yeah this is not right mm-hmm. so yeah it's um it's battle around it really is um and then we've obviously seen um, crunch, uh, people cancel their subscriptions over this. Um, yeah, I don't know folks, how much it really. If folks remember when Seven Seas was unionizing, how many, how much um, spamming of the replies there was. Uh, the exact same things ha- happening with the Crunchyroll account right now. Doesn't matter what they tweet, you're gonna have get like a half dozen people being in there. It's only, it's like, it's only a talk at the table. You know, stuff along those lines. Just, just a meeting. Just a meeting. Just a meeting. Just a meeting. Yep, that's the hashtag they're using. Um. Yeah, um, at, for at least for now, uh, obviously Crunchyroll is ha- handling things a lot differently in Seven Seas, as in totally ignoring it for now. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I, I it's always tough because we're always like, oh, we gotta watch legal, official, all that good stuff. But then when the product is kind of incompetent, it's like, what what do we do? Uh, we could always politely and still like email and do what we're doing, like go on Twitter. And talk about this, but then all of, it comes down to what happens. We have one company kind of having a majority of the streaming shows every season, and where is the supposed money going to? Um, so we're we're definitely gonna find out. Actually, you could also argue technically kind of finding out now. We had this control Funimation raising their prices, specifically Funimation. That that mm-hmm. was still still hilarious to me because I still think back to when the actual Funimation account was selling. Everybody, when they, uh, I guess, first uh, merged and had the news, hey, you can cancel your information subscription. It's totally good. Oh, well, good. But now, months later, oh, yeah, we got to raise the prices to 100. It went from 99 uh, a year to 149 a year. It's like, what? <laughs> what yeah. happened to all this? What happened to all this? I've been watching one or two shows on Funimation recently. I'm down to like two or three shows left in my queue and yeah before every show they still play a little promo you know the future is here you know go to a crunchy roll um i did see justin sebagas guessing on twitter that this might be a case of um it's not written into the series licenses that you can just sort of transfer their transfer them over to another company like uh 
Sentai kept the name ADV around for a number of years to, on certain titles, so it's probably a situation like that, where they actually legally can't just transfer stuff over. That is likely the reason for that point. If only somebody told Sony that. <laughs> if only somebody did that. I mean, Sony's got all this money, and yet they do, like you said, terrible PR. It sounds so much like the PR that comes out of Japanese companies, which I've always thought feels rather awkward. Kind of like the companies are assuming the fans will listen and have goodwill towards them. And it's like, nah, man, you gotta earn my respect, just like every other person and or unsentient object in life. You just... But, but Helen, though, there are fans who want the Japanese people to take over. They actually want that. Yeah, well, we can all agree that some people are stupid. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is what I say about most things in life these days. Um, so, yeah, this is obviously going to be something that we'll be uh, talking about even more uh, as the uh, season goes on. Because, obviously, Mob Psycho is going to premiere and the supposed going to be day and day. I don't know if it's going to be exactly like, oh, you're going to actually do it like, that exactly, I guess it's going to be exactly day and day. We'll, we'll find out, but um, yeah, a lot of the yeah, recent Crunchyroll be, um, dubs have been like two or three weeks behind, which I think is perfectly acceptable for a simul dub these days. <laughs> yeah, like those have to always be like exact. Although I think um, this maybe maybe they'll have it exactly day and day because I think I know I did, I believe they're the same with Ch- Chainsaw Man. So, um, yeah, it's going to be something when that eventually drops. Um, so yeah, we'll definitely talk about that this series a little more when it happens. Um, now on to some other news. Um, voice actress singer Sina Hoshiki is going to be on hiatus due to acute lymphocytic leukemia. Um, so the talent agency had announced uh, this uh, this past Friday, yeah, this past Friday, um, that she has been diagnosed with this, um, and that she's going to be in. She's already in hospital. She's receiving receiving treatment, but for now she's going to be an indefinite hiatus. So, um, definitely hoping, uh, the treatment goes well and she can come back stronger than ever. We're going to have more, Fush- uh, the, the Fushi Yugi is back, or in this case, Byako Senki is, uh, back. Uh, Watase's, uh, series is going to return this, or not this fall, um, fall 2023. It's still a year away. Um, but this has been on hiatus since 2018 because Watase's health's been pretty... Uh, has been having health issues so um that's good at it's back because i know it's been it's, it's definitely it's been a while since that series resumed so it's nice that it's back and speaking of another series coming back hunter x hunter 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 i still i gotta say it the time away hunter hunter um it's gonna be the new volume is gonna come out uh, in japan after four years uh it's finally compiles uh chapters uh they're already really showing jump years ago and I guess now with the author, uh, Togashi, uh, doing new chapters, they can finally confidently start releasing a volume of that. So that's nice. Uh, now I wonder how long it's going to take for the newest volume to come out. 20, 2026? 2027? Uh, let's actually hope it's much sooner, but that all depends on Togashi's health. And then moving over to licensing news. Um, <laughs> Kodansha revealed exclusively on ANN their following digital debuts for October. I'm laughing at this because anyone who knows how to check Amazon, like Justin, had noticed some of these debuts like a full week earlier. Because, again, Kodansha is really terrible I, I at announcing will, their digital will, debuts before they actually go I, live. 
I will at least say this: the only one that got leaked early was Raised by the Demon Kings. That's, That's still one. one though, and it's like y'all just, just continue. <laughs> yeah, but to I do. But yes, I do. I do keep wondering about the exclusive part when it can be found elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, that that, that was my take as well. But anyway, like Justin said, one title is uh, Kosuke Ijimi's Raised by the Demon Kings. And they're also bringing over Kojose's The Cafe Terrace and Its Goddesses. And Yosuke Nakamura's Gamaron Shura. You know what's funny about that one? I thought this sounded familiar. It was ex- the exact title they announced last month. And I'm like, wait. There was already a sequel to this. And then I looked even further. This is actually a very old series. Like, what? <laughs> I, 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 okay, you got me there. You got me there, Kanonche. And then we've only had one wonderful Wednesday from Seven Seas in the past two weeks, where they announced uh, Mamoru Aoi's My Girlfriend's Child, um, Taichi Nagoka's Please Go Home, Miss Akutsuku, um, which is a ghost ship title, so spicy, and Minata Suzumara's I Didn't Mean to Fall in Love. A likely story. Um, Iridori Comics had their own licenses recently. They licensed Azusa Kina's I Fell For My Friend's Older Sister Plus My Older Sister Friend's Annoying. That's uh, one, uh, two tires in one. And Banjo... Uh, let me say get this right. Banjaku's Midnight Rendezvous. Uh, both titles are going to be released uh, this month. Uh, sometime in October. Digitally. And then, and on, then the an- on the anime side of things, we've got just one announcement with Sentai nabbing carol and tuesday out of the netflix jail and so they're gonna be putting that out in home video i think they're gonna have both a regular edition release and a limited edition release and i hope sentai continues to make some netflix jail breaks because there are definitely some other titles on there that i still would really like physical copies of i know everyone is expecting me to say little witch here but no i, I want dragon pilot i want that on physical video what about drifting dragons oh wait that actually is out now that i think about it since i picked that up i think all right, Just never mind, not himself. that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, now on to some streaming news. Um, I think uh, maybe either last episode or maybe a couple episodes ago, we were talking about Toonami surviving, all these uh, Warner Brothers Discovery cuts, and uh, while there was still question marks about the future of it, at least that was mostly safe, but never. it's still not quite as safe as you, still, as you think. So, um, Adult Swim... Uh, has a couple of titles no longer on their service, so stuff like Blade Runner, Black Lotus, Shamu, and Fan Up, uh, Pirate Princess, they're no longer available on the service. And while they wasn't really um, like official, official, like it was already a done deal on that stuff. Um, Jason and Marco, who basically runs the operation for Adult Swim and the anime part, uh, basically confirmed that season two is heavily unlikely because of everything. For Shenmue, uh, that is, although it sounds like Shenmue. Shenmue had done well enough, and I think maybe even Fina had done well enough to um, make a second season possible normally. Yeah, I, I saw think Shen- all three yeah, of these Shenmue titles sure. are still streaming elsewhere, but yeah, it's more of Warner, Warner Brothers being like, doesn't exist, give us tax money back. Bye! Yeah, yeah. All these shows are still on Crunchyroll. Um, I just think it's just a sub version, so not the dubs. So the dubs are completely ripe, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, um, it definitely weighs an eyebrow because you, you definitely still, it, it, it did premiere a show last uh, night, um, Housing Complex C. Um, so I guess there's still some things in the pipeline they could still be working on. It's still working on. <laughs> like that Junji Ito but, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Junji, like, when Junji Ito is yeah. not doing NFTs. 
Yeah. Uh, somebody needs to change his management team. But then again, it's like, somebody needs to tell Japan, this is not good. Just stop getting into it. Just stop. But Japan doesn't want to listen. So until they listen, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll be watching Warner Brothers Discovery continuing to affect all anime. Even in unsubtle, even in subtle ways, for sure. Well, this one wasn't particularly subtle, but... <laughs> <laughs> So, also on streaming news, uh, Crunchyroll is going to stream the Fruits Basket Prelude movie and uh, Fairy Tale Dragon Cry. Uh, those are going to start streaming on October 6th. So, probably right about when this podcast has gone up or a few days before. Uh, let's see. Uh, two Bleach films uh, are going to be, and a Naruto, and Naruto, I guess the whole series, are going to be leaving Netflix this month. And uh, at this point, yeah, we still don't know where the new Bleach anime is streaming. It's I, getting kind of weird. It, it's like... It's it's very weird. It's like Crunchyroll would have been putting the full marketing press by now. It has been bleached off of Crunchyroll. It is no longer on Netflix, so the guess is Hulu at this point. Yeah, Disney, yeah. I, I, it's it's definitely looking like it. It's just mind-boggling what exactly is Disney doing with anime because you do know like the new machine Tatami Time is, is airing right now right in Japan does anybody yeah. know that is there in Japan but is that airing legally anywhere no no because Disney has the rights to it and they have not streamed that and same with Summertime, Summertime Wonder, and same with the Black Rock Shooter anime okay to be fair the Black Shock Black Rock Shooter one looks like ass and nobody wants that to be streaming somebody they still got it anyways Somebody's gonna want to watch it. It's Listen, the, even the die-hard fans I know of that series are just not watching it. Look, look, look. My understanding is there's fans for literally anything possible. There's just at least one, even if it's just one fan that wants to see it. That, that's all that counts. But the fact is, they claimed it. They should be showing it, and they're not. That that, and I'm obviously just counting all the other stuff too. What is Disney doing? Do something. But obviously, Viz on Twitter and said that it is being simulcast. So you presume it will be shown officially and legally date uh, not too long in Japan. But yeah, the whole marketing has been just really bizarre. Yeah, I was trying to send you a tweet I had seen earlier with, with the Viz Twitter account getting kind of cutesy about someone asking where it was going to be streaming. But um, I guess someone actually meant to tweet that on their personal because it was deleted by the time I tried to send it to you. <laughs> it's like, oh, oops, oops. Yeah, got, can't make that mistake. Um, got to be a really experienced pro to not make that mistake. I, I try to avoid doing that regularly. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I got, I'm on my own. Account. Oh no, I'm on the main Twitter account. Oh shit, I do not need to treat my personal stuff on here. Do not need to do that. <laughs> Listen, it was a level of unprofessionalism I expect from the Shoujo Beat account, not the main Twitter um, this account. Uh, oh yeah, sad news for the Shoujo Beat account. I have not seen a reply from them since the whole incident. So I guess they're gonna be one of the boring accounts now. Unfortunate. But it is it's what definitely it is. better for them. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, yeah, sadly. But it is what it is. Um, so moving on to a couple other streaming news. Uh, this might be more, this is more theater news. Los Angeles Animationist Film Fest is going to be streaming the Gold Kingdom and Water Kingdom only. Oh, let me make sure I get this right. Gold these are Kingdom, one Water piece Kingdom. Movies, right? These are not One Piece movies. This is a totally different uh, anime series. Uh, this is actually based off a manga. So Gold Kingdom and Water Kingdom only. Thunder God's Tale. Um, oh, Oni, that's not only, okay. Oni. And then um, they also be streaming Summer Ghosts. So this, this uh, festival starts October 21st. 
So, Real about LA, hey look, got some anime coming to you this month in, at a film festival. Um, Netflix, as we go on them having shows leaving the service, they'll have a new thing on the service, Pokemon Ultimate Journeys. Uh, I guess they've been, I feel like they're now the Pokemon, where place where Pokemon episodes go nowadays, because I feel like a couple of the a few recent ones have gone to Netflix. So this Ultimate Journeys is going to be streaming on Netflix October 21st. Yeah, I think some stuff still goes up on like the Pokemon like YouTube channel, but I don't know how much. <laughs> right, yeah. And let's see, a couple more random streaming bits. Uh, Retro Crush is now streaming Cyber City 808 OVA. I think this is the dub as well. I know I saw some people tweeting about that the other night. And um, 2BTV is streaming the B BTX television anime series and the BTX Neo original OVA sequel. This is the stuff that Saint Seiya guy did before he did Saint Seiya. I do not know how I'm supposed to pronounce that many consonants with an apostrophe, so I'm guessing it is BTX. <laughs> hey, whatever. That works. Totally works. Japan is just like, oh, it's like... We're just going to assume some some vowels are in there, but English is like, nope, you could put multiple consonants next to each other, and I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> so, all right, Helen, before we can even think about fall season, we got to wrap up the summer. Yeah, and both of us have a couple of shows season. we haven't finished yet, because not everything has finished airing, actually. Yeah, a good majority of stuff has fi uh, finished airing, but... Either do the delays and I mean, Futopia just, just started really late. Or <laughs> yeah, or some when some shows started late. And I'm not I'm not tossing Uncle from another world in here because I have no idea if that's gonna. It is. There is something I mean, they else say going gonna, on there. They, they they say it's gonna air November 24th, but I will wait until it actually happens. And then obviously with Netflix, it's gonna be a two week delay. So. Here in um, another world, here in yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, uh, yeah, still some stuff to finish up, but otherwise. A good majority of summer shows are finished, and it was a fine season. I mean, definitely not spring level shows, but so much better than winter. It's not even funny. <laughs> my big complaint is that the airing schedule did not match up very well with my lunchtime, like anime viewing and eating lunch schedule, which is how I mostly watch anime these days at work. So that was very inconsiderate for me. The universe needs to do better in the fall. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with this season, sadly. <laughs> um, but yeah, before I actually even get into the summer stuff, I got some stuff that aired in the spring. So yeah, I still got some more spring stuff to finish that went into summer. So uh, two of them, a couple of cuckoos. Uh, first, still inoffensively entertaining. Like there's just not really much like drama drama, except the fact that, oh, we got three girls who may or may not want to actually, who may not want to jump the main character Nagi's bones. We don't know yet. Or do they? Well, once heavily trying to deny it, she just doesn't want to try to admit it's Sachi. Um, yes, that is the sister, by the way. Um, but wait, they're technically not sisters, though. Ah, you mean siblings, old... but no. Siblings, uh, uh... siblings, siblings. Okay, siblings. as someone with, like, step-siblings, I'm going to say if you were raised together with somebody, it doesn't matter if you were biologically related or not. You still get the same ick factor from it. Yeah. If you were a non-anime character, a normal, actual human being... <laughs> <laughs> uh japan japan but um so far I, I yeah, obviously yeah, just been... <laughs> but um obviously it just keeps teasing this the show keeps teasing and teasing but mostly it's just been about these all these four characters and then some other couple of characters just really just 
trying to have a good time and being entertaining. Like, we just have characters doing some silly stuff. Like, oh, yeah, Erica just keeps dressing up in all these different costumes almost every episode. She's in a bikini, or she's dressed as a nurse. And now in this recent, like, I was either the second to last episode. Yeah, you can say the last episode. She's dressed as a cop. Um, so, yeah, she's just, just a mostly entertaining. Um, hard to recommend because there's just no romantic progression whatsoever. The only thing that really progresses is just where, like, how the families are related. Um, like, just how things change, the dynamic changes, because obviously you get to know these characters. Are these two, these characters know each other better? And obviously the families themselves, aside from, um, Erica's dad, who just remains a, a total mystery with his actions. But, um, but yeah, it was fun. I can't say I was bored of it. Um... Interesting. Oh, I just wanted to think. It was just really weird watching this compared to reading the manga because it feels like they've done some things out of order. But then it was not. Not to use past comparisons, so I'm like, wait, I kind of remember this. <laughs> Why couldn't I remember this from the, all this some of the other stuff that happened? Um, well, apparently, I think it got optioned to become an anime like after only one volume of the manga yeah, was out. So yeah, I can only imagine yeah. that probably affected it. You know, with them being like, well, this yeah. is going to happen at some point. <laughs> yeah. Miki uh, Yoshikawa did that. Um, she was on a. She had like a, a drawing. There was a special panel at Crunchyroll Expo this past uh, summer. Um, and By which she, we mean a pre-recorded video. Like she was. Yeah, it was pre-recorded video. There. Yeah, pre-recorded video. And there was many questions that happened, and one of them was exactly that. Like she had known, like past first volume, that yeah, there was particularly option to anime. So that's it, that's a very early. Uh, you realize, oh man. That's pretty early in the process for for a show for a manga becoming anime. So well, as far as we um, know, yeah. for all we know, this could actually be really yeah. common given how long anime production is. But, uh, yeah, yeah, true. But um, yeah, that probably was why it, it felt a little weird because I've read the vi- manga vines and it didn't li- always line up. So you're probably right about that. Um, but yeah, I do need to watch right. more of this. I I saw a few episodes. I liked it, and but it was not. It was not like enough to stay that high on my to-watch list. You know, I, ha- I had to make some choices. <laughs> right, it's fair enough, fair enough. Although now with fall happening, it's just like, oh, God. <laughs> um, but okay, so yeah, that's done. But the, the one I definitely had a great time with was Aoyashi. Um, the football, okay, sorry, soccer. No, no, football. It was very fun, Helen. Football is not very American. Um... <laughs> Um, it just got better and better, and then obviously when the second hat kicked in, and Ashito kind of got used to his raven-like, I can see everything on the field. I can literally dictate, dictate I, I, I what happens I don't think Corvids are here. known for really great eyesight, like, <laughs> like, um, shoot, not, not Falcons, uh, the, the group that Falcons belong to, like, that kind of predator, they're known well, for good eyesight, but I don't think Corvids are. <laughs> well, uh... Ravens? Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not animal. I'm okay, not animal person. But uh, but the point is, like, it was mostly just like, obviously his skill set was interesting. But because at the start of the series, he was only when he started, he was only like, I gotta score, I gotta score, I gotta score. My other teammates suck. Well, he didn't really say too out loud, but it was clear he was only like one of the better players. And it's his coach basically encouraged him, like, yeah, we're not gonna win without you scoring. So he was basically had a self mentality. <laughs> a plot of Blue Lock. <laughs> Um, I, I bet, yeah, but but that I bet it's not as a traditional. <laughs> that, that's not a traditional soccer, that's for sure. Um, but as the series goes on, he joins the power. Uh, Ashto joins the powerhouse um, soccer club. He's joining, 
and he just faces just so many more talented dudes and also these talented dudes just don't actually kind of like him because <laughs> he's just not raised up in this in the type of culture um but it's just fun just to see how he progresses um and it just feels natural like it all works like it obviously is a staple of most sports series obviously they're talented in some aspect but there's stuff they still to figure out and stuff like that but it works in this series and then just him unlocking oh yeah i gotta make soccer like this and it's all fun it was really good to see just how he can dictate stuff um they had this supposedly a relationship uh, maybe romantic maybe not relationship between him and this other girl Hana, who interesting enough it didn't this way come off like that at the start. They were obviously uh, friendly with each other. And then Hana has other motivations as to why she enjoys um, watching Ash- Ashto play. Um, but yeah, it was interesting that developed over the series. And then just how the, the teamwork and all that good stuff. That 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 was really good. Uh, so yeah, I had a good time. I want more. Unfortunately, I don't think the manga's going to like this here. Because sports manga. Like, they don't always... They're not high Haikyuu level. So it, it doesn't always doesn't always sell that well um so yeah i just hope that we get more anime of it in the future oh so apparently um uh, ravens do have in fact very good eyesight so um <laughs> so yeah <laughs> there you go helen there you go let's see so none of my spring shows carried over to the summer although i've got some summer shows carrying over to the fall did have some sequels however so saw the second season of Devil is a Part-Timer. Second season coming like eight years or so after the first season. Long time. It's been quite a while. The character designs have gotten slightly more Moe Blob in the, in the intervening years. <laughs> uh, it was funny since this was going so fast. I assumed that we were covering just tons of volumes. But I was asking uh, someone on Twitter who I knew had read the series, and they said, no, actually, I think it only covered volumes three, four, and five. They just, all of those just end rather abruptly. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Um, And I know that they've announced a season three now for next year. So I'm kind of wondering, if Kadokawa is trying to make 40 anime a year, maybe they're reaching back into their old series being like, we could just keep making sequels to hit that 40 a year number. (laughs) But um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I was realizing when I was watching it that it's been a while since I've watched something that I would frame as a comedy first and foremost, instead of being like a romantic comedy, you know, a fantasy comedy. This is very much a comedy with a bunch of fantasy characters in a reverse isekai. So that was fun. Uh, It is kind of funny, though, to see, (laughs) like, at one point, I think they're talking about phones, and, like, some characters have flip phones, but on the other hand, I think they're talking about 4K TVs, so there's, like, a little bit of, like, technological incongruity going on there, since, again, if the first season of the anime came out, like, eight years ago, the novels have been going on even longer than that. Uh, uh, I was gonna say, maybe 4K TVs existed, just obviously not widely available back then but when people are still using flip phones as a viable phone you know at the same time uh, and then your 20xx you know what 20xx uh, are we talking about uh, <laughs> anyway um i did enjoy it it was fun just the sequel i did not expect i'm also very glad that the main cast is like five characters so i could actually remember everyone when we started <laughs> oh. okay maybe more like six i did forget about lucifer there for a second and we do have a seventh character now like a kid following in that grand anime and manga tradition of the leads had a kid kind of question mark except she's not actually their kid um 
I cannot tell you guys just how many times I have seen the our kid from the future plot in Magical Girl series. No, it's not just Sailor Moon. Like, this is a thing I have seen multiple times in multiple series. And so that initial introduction to her was like, oh, yeah, this feels like a real throwback. <laughs> but yeah, I saw that. And I also saw the second season of Shadow's House, which was great because now we finally get to one of the bigger twists of the series, um, which I had spoiled myself on when I was going to going through reading the wikis after season one ended. Funny enough, I was also reading the wikis when season two was airing, since I really like the character designs and I've definitely thought about cosplaying them, so I was trying to like look around and see if I could find better images of them. Couldn't, because all these fan wikis are run by cowards who will not include like 10 million photos of depicting a character's outfit from every loving angle. You know, what is the point in having fan wikis if you're not going to use it for this? But it was fun to see, and I was like, oh, these are some spoilers I don't remember from last time. This is new stuff in the manga. <laughs> But anyway, um, Shadows House Season 2 is um, more or less one full arc, kind of continuing where the first season left off in the sense that um, Kate is still being uh, accused of more things than she's actually done regarding like disturbances in the house. Uh, it is still very much a gothic series with the sense that something is wrong, which the readers have clocked to, well, viewers, have clocked to immediately upon, you know, first introduction of the series with the idea of living dolls and humans. And the series um, has gotten to the point where even the characters themselves are largely aware that they are living in some sort of, like, creepy gothic drama that may kill them if they're not careful. <laughs> or even if they are careful, may still die. So I definitely enjoy the second season. Glad that Yen Press is putting out the manga now, and it'd be nice to get a third season, but if not, we do have the manga coming out now at least. Except the next volume is going to come out uh, in November, and then who knows how long it's going to take to actually catches up to where we left off from the anime. It's going to be a long way, especially you know, well, in general, with the publishing industry state of is, it's going to be a while, sadly. I mean, I uh, have so much manga to read that I will not even notice, probably. I will, because I really. Hey, Justin, you know what had you should do? Great you should time. get on your review backlog, then you won't notice. Really, really had a great. I have tried to get on my review backlog. <laughs> <laughs> you should do more, uh, then you definitely won't have time to notice. Attempt it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, just like you, I really did enjoy um, season two of Shadow Cells. In fact, it's probably the best uh, non new anime that I saw this uh, summer season. I liked it a lot. Um, it's mostly just interesting just the fact that you obviously get to uncover more about the shadows and what's actually happening in the shadows house. We saw a new set of Barbara. <gasps> she she actually had like a future. She actually looked like she had like like she was in, cute and energetic and everything and then yeah, everything happened and it's she's funny because they keep mentioning how like she messed up her living doll's face and, like Barbie. She's like she's got some scar on her head and that's why, you know, she's not eligible to become an adult yet. And I'm like I'm not even noticing a forehead scar, but if we looked at her teeth, like, what happened there? Like, is this supposed <laughs> to be artistic interpretation? Or did she, like, really fuck up her teeth at the same time? Maybe, I don't know, maybe don't, they don't count teeth. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, there's so many good stuff. And then, obviously, the twist, uh, I guess, obviously, with Master Robe and the entire thing with that. And just how that character's arc technically ended. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm not spoiling myself like you. I'm not a... Big, like, like, um, I mean, I've said this publicly, but there was this one thing that happened to Hunter x Hunter where I was, I like this character a lot, Ponzu. And you, uh, and you probably start typing in like Ponzu into Google and it probably tells you like yes, how Ponzu dies or something. That, that was, that was not, that was the last time I tried to do that to myself. There's no way, I'm just not doing it anymore. I think this also happened with Demon Slayer too. 
where I think one of the characters I got split on too. And I'm like, never again, never again. So I just stopped doing that anymore. So, um, yeah. So Master Row, like just just how that that character's arc went and where it progressed from there was interesting. And then how this basically obviously changed Caden and Miliko. Uh, and well, they had, now I have different technically roles now due to all those events. And just to, just what happened with Kent the last episode, which is like, yeah, what you gonna do to me? Uh, what you gonna do to me? Just, I, I I'm okay. I, I I'll protect my teammates. That that was great. Definitely a great moment. Uh, I just hate that it ended, and I'm not sure Clover is gonna be able to do another season. Oh no, uh, gonna miss it, and I have to wait. Who knows how long for it to for the uh, English Rob to catch up? <laughs> I'll watch you again. Some I'll see you again someday, Shadows House. I'll see you again someday. Um, so alright. Now on to uh, some new uh, shows for me. Watch the uh, Tokyo, uh, the newest iteration of Tokyo Mew Mew, Tokyo Mew Mew New. And I have to say, it is a interesting series. We have these quirky girls with these quirky names, named after like what, like got lettuce, got uh, yeah, food basically, and they all have powers based on endangered animals. And it is supremely old school. Oh, I'm gonna put this uh, bell on my character's neck. That's <laughs> totally something we do nowadays, right? Just oh to, yeah, just that definitely felt like a throwback to the 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> like that. That's like yeah. There's just so many things that call back to that. Um, but I am happy to report that basically once they announced it's gonna be a new season, I was satisfied with where it ended because it definitely beats the. Oh yeah, we're gonna rush everything allegations. I was very concerned about how things were like progressing. Uh, towards the latter half, just felt like it was building up to something. Where I'm like, I don't know if we know of these characters just yet. I don't know if Ichigo really did enough to say, yeah, everybody should rally around her yet. But now we're gonna have another set of episodes in the spring where we can learn more about these characters. So that's good to know. And I did kind of like how the first, ep- uh, the last episode went. So um, yeah, just good news all around. I did have a good, mostly good time with it. Uh, somewhat, yeah, it was pretty fun. Um, Curious to see what they're gonna, uh, what's gonna happen in the next uh, uh, second half of the series, or it's technically season two, so I guess we're treated like that. Yeah, I also watched it. Um, I have not watched the last two episodes yet because my focus has just been in the toilet for the past couple of months, so it's been rather hard for me to actually sit down and watch stuff if I'm not watching it during lunch at work. Um, but I came to this season without having read the manga before or seen the previous anime, and it definitely is a very silly show, um, magical girl series, but I enjoyed it. Uh, I did think it's funny that these characters are supposed to be high school students, and normally you feel like anime characters are too mature for their ages, but I was like, man, these girls feel more like middle school students, honestly. Yeah, yeah I think they're, I think like, they're middle school. Like, aside from Zakuro, it's like, all of y'all feel just more middle schoolish. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I, I was glad to hear that... Um, there was going to be a second half since, even though I hadn't seen the last two episodes yet, I was like, years and years ago, I'd been like on TV tropes, you know, looking up what this series is about, you know, trying to figure out why so many people were interested in it. And I was like, I remember reading about a couple of characters who have not shown up yet. Were they just anime original from the start or, but hearing that there's going to be a second half now, I'm like, oh, okay, that explains it. We just haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> <laughs> and then let's see. We organized our list differently. So, okay, yeah, so another show I finished, which was only like 10 episodes, so I finished it a couple weeks ago, was Phantom of the Idol, which was um, 
The premise is funnier than the show actually was in execution. Mm. Uh, the basic idea is that you have a duo idol group. One guy is really into it. And the other guy is kind of like, I'm only doing this because it is an easy job. Question mark from me on that, because uh, he definitely does not seem to enjoy doing it. And the rigors of idol performances do not look that easy to me. But um, he ends up getting um, haunted by this <laughs> idol who died a year or two earlier and she hasn't moved on yet. So sometimes she possesses him and she'll do the performances, which he is totally, <laughs> he's totally down for. This is like a very willing possession and otherwise is just sort of hanging out around him as he goes on and does idol things. Like they do like a calendar shoot at one point and all of this jazz. Um, it's kind of funny. Rebecca Silverman on ANN had read some of the manga, it sounds like. So it sounds like the manga, sorry, it sounds like the anime only covered two volumes of the manga, which is interesting. And, that is interesting. And there's a lot of these scenes in there which are from uh, the viewpoint of the fangirls for the idol group. The idol group is named Zings, and these are fans, you know, specifically of, you know, the group and the and um, our main character, Miyoto in particular. Apparently, like, almost all of that was anime original, too, which is funny because I thought those moments were pretty fun, and they were kind of, like major moments in the series, I guess, to pad things out. So I'm really confused about several of the adaptational choices. I am also confused by their choice to make the last episode basically like a full-length, you know, idol performance. You know, it's kind of centered around the guys. They're having like their second anniversary concert. I'm confused by this choice because the CGI absolutely sucks ass in the series. Like, <laughs> it is so bad. It's all over the openings. So that means I, I think I watched the opening maybe once. Maybe not even that in this entire time. I just could not stand to look at it because it was that bad. And I was like, this is a bold choice to put all of that front and center for your final episode. Hey, look, it'll be memorable. <laughs> this is in a way. <laughs> also surprising to hear is that the manga for this is actually licensed by Kodansha. I just had totally missed that because Kodansha licenses so much stuff and does not talk about what they've licensed. They, they even put this in print, too. It's even in print, too. Oh, my God. And it's like, hey, a couple of years ago, you and Funimation were, like, trying to team up, you know, for some synergy. Like, your tweets were still bad, but you were trying. You guys aren't even trying now. <laughs> so, yeah. anyway, I, I do not know if I would recommend Phantom of the Idol. I am definitely hoping that my favorite Idol podcast, Idol Days, covers it soon because I want to hear their reactions to this bad CGI. But, um... Uh... Manga might be the one to go this way, folks, because at least then you will not have CGI. And you can read past... I can't, I'm can't. i surprised it only adapted up to two volumes. That seems rare. Yeah, I think that's what I read. Again, it was only a 10-episode series, and if basically all of the fan club moments were original, that would definitely cut down on the amount of material they would have needed to pull from the manga. But um, some interesting choices appear to have been made. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so I already talked about the one. That, oh, yeah, Couple of Cuckoos, potential incest, all that good stuff. Now I got to talk about yet another one for me. My stepmom's daughter is my ex. Um, surprisingly heartfelt in ways. Wouldn't believe it, actually, with that type of premise. But it's actually kind of interesting. Because obviously at the start, we know these two end up, um, their whole family, their, their parents end up falling in love, all that good stuff, and then now after they originally dated, they didn't tell their parents, by the way, that they did not keep, they did not tell their parents about this, they thought they were, they broke up, they thought they would never see each other again, now they're together again, just not in the way they would have liked. 
So yeah, they obviously can't stand being in each other's presence. But as the series goes on, it really gets more into the depths of how they actually acted when they were in a relationship. And then now that they're together, how they basically come to terms with that. It was quite interesting. Because um, obviously they have to try to accept that, yes, this is now... Uh, they're now families and they don't want to just like embarrass their parents and stuff like that. Um, but it's obviously hard to also get away the lingering first. They actually did love each other or like each other at one point. Uh, so series never get it through that. Um, it was, it was interesting for the most part for that. Uh, the only thing I realized is that, um, I had been reading the light novels of this and I was like, I feel like they skipped the volume and I think they did indeed skip volume three. So it's like, uh, it, there was actually really fun stuff. And only the other secondary characters in this show, but uh, I would say overall, like it was fine. Um, there are some like things about friendship, especially like oh, you know how people pressure you to get into relationships like that. But then hey, why can't we just be friends? That always works. Um, so gets into that. Pretty nice series, um, but obviously if the um, the whole premise icks you out, then yeah. It's, don't, don't, you don't have to worry about it, but I would say, like, hey, if you're, it's not a domestic girlfriend, so it's not like that. Um, if, like, you were, like, if you're really, like, that, like, concerned about that, I would say you're probably just better at watching this instead. Unless you like the spicy stuff, then domestic girlfriend's the way to go. Hmm. Let's see. So, I think just about everything else I watched and finished, you've also watched, like, uh, Parallel World Pharmacy. Um, let's see. So I admittedly have checked out the manga for this and, um, uh, it's funny. You know how I kept complaining for Bookworm about how they kept cutting out parts that I thought were really cool and like actually add character depth? They did it again. Mm -hmm. They kept doing it here. Um, and I think fortunately they didn't cut out anything uh, really egregious. Like, when the series was starting, I saw some people saying in the forum threads, oh, this is going to cover the Black Plague. How are they going to deal with, you know, getting this medication that comes from mushrooms? And it's like, guys, hang on. Like, we're going to get to it, <laughs> you know? Or people are like, I wish that someday, you know, uh, a series would cover, you know, the effects of, like, lead and arsenic and makeup. And it's like, hold your horses, guys. We are only on episode one. We are going to get to it. Um, I was complaining to a friend earlier today that there's so many people who... They seem possessed that after the first episode of an anime airs, they must mention, oh, we didn't immediately address this detail. And it's like, we're going to. You were supposed to notice that and think about it again later. Aha! So, um, yeah, I, I definitely felt like this anime was, like, kind of rushed, a little lacking. Like, we cut out some whole-ass characters. Like, I was tweeting that one of my friends has definitely been um, deprived of her favorite trope of the um bratty older brother mentor figure <laughs> like the, that, that was a whole little mini arc there and I, and whenever I was explaining things to her like oh yeah this is how it went down in you know the original she was like oh yeah that actually does seem to flow better so um I am now definitely hoping that someone like J Novel Club might pick up the manga or light novels I haven't read the light novels but I think I have heard that like I think the original author is, in fact, a pharmacist, and so some details from the light novels got updated for the manga as, like, more advanced science came out, which was interesting. But this anime was just sort of a little flat. It just disappointed me. Oh, yeah, and I saw you anime, including, like, background shots of characters who got cut out from the anime. I saw you doing that. I saw you with little snippets of them, and I'm still annoyed about it. Well, I am... Not I have not obviously read the manga or the light novel. 
obviously because none of those are actually officially licensed. Thank Ju- you very Justin much. Justin is a far more moral person than I am, but, but we already um, did this. Yeah, but personally, like, obviously it got a little rushed at the end, but I still had a good time with it. Basically, it's a power fantasy that most people would dream of. Actual competent medical service. Um, it's kind of funny because a lot of the things that got um, adjusted were things that made, like, that, like, de-emphasized pharma. Like, at the very end, with the stuff of his dad, that was definitely not in there at all. So it was kind of funny. It's like, you guys are trying to, like, un-OP the protagonist, but that's kind <laughs> of the point. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, obviously the action stuff in the anime was not great. <laughs> it just wasn't great. But you can also tell, like, yeah, this was not a very um, highly budgeted uh, work, that is for sure. <laughs> I guess that's the unfortunate nature of certain works. They just don't get the actual... Um, I don't want to say care because obviously whoever's working on it is trying their best, but obviously they didn't get what they technically needed to make it like everything pop. Um, I mean, still overall, like I, I find it pretty interesting, like week to week, like just seeing Farmer get transformed into another world and end up doing all these things like cure. Oh my god, he actually cured this sickness. Oh, pretty fun ends up saving somebody who ended up losing a shop because he ended, ended up interacting with the actual named uh, store, Parallel Pharmacy. Can't believe they actually did that. Yeah, it's uh, funny because, like, in the fan translations, it was it was Holy Sanctuary Pharmacy. So now I'm really confused, you know, what it originally was in Japanese. <laughs> what did I say? Iskayaku, which uh, I think is a Japanese name. So that That's the title of the series. I don't know if that was the title of the store, though. No, I... Well, they did say it like Iskayaku, so I, I assume in Japanese it was stylized like that. But okay, this is an assumption. So, um, but yeah, um, I know. Like, yeah, it, it. I still had a really good time with it. Like, if they made more of it, I would definitely be down to watch. But as just like you, like I hope uh, J Novel Club or somebody ends up bringing over a series, uh, licensing the series, so I can actually read it. Because um, I'm pretty sure I would have a good time with that, personally. Let's see. All right. One of the more wholesome shows that somehow involves a Yakuza. The Yakuza's guy at the babysitting. Um, oh, yeah. Did you see that, like, um, the Yakuza house husband one's getting a second season? It is indeed getting a second season. And I am pretty sure the Nobody thousand people that was, like, really enjoying the Netflix version of it is looking forward to that, unfortunately. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw that. But, yeah, I don't know if. I mean, somebody's got to care about it. Maybe in Japan? I don't know. But anyways, I'm not talking about that Yakuza series. I'm talking about this Yakuza series where evolution of Toru, who was just this delinquent and obviously just really feared in the Yakuza underworld and stuff like that, ends up becoming a babysitter and ends up becoming a babysitter to this really cute uh, girl, Yaika. She basically just changes him and then also in turn changes Yaika. Um... That basically was the series itself. Like, there are obviously some other moments involving other characters. But really, just how Yaika responded, almost everything was cute. Uh, there was obviously the one arc where I did get some drama. Um, where, unfortunately, Yaika got hurt. And that obviously did not make uh, Toru very happy about that. Um, but for the most part, it was very wholesome. The only thing I kind of wish, and this also I wish happened in the manga, was just the fact that the other underlying storyline was um what's happened with yaika's uh mom where she was obviously injured she was injured and so far she hasn't woken up yet she's still in the hospital getting treatment and i just hope that 
she can see her child again, see 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 everybody again. And I was kind of hoping the anime would get to there, but obviously it didn't. And so far, I've been reading the print volumes of the series. I think there's only three volumes that are out yet. So I haven't gotten to any of that yet. So I just kind of wonder, when will she wake up? Hopefully she does, that we actually get to see that. But that's uh, ways away from what I can tell. But definitely a, a series I enjoy watching from week to week. Um, if there's more, I would definitely welcome it. That is for sure. All right, now for one of the breakout hits of the summer season, Leakers Recoil, which I kept, I keep in my head calling Leakers Recall for some reason. Like, recall. <laughs> don't know, but it is Recoil, um, which is uh, the latest iteration of Girls with Guns. And I'm not usually a big fan of that oddly specific genre. Like, I could never get into Gunslinger Girl and stuff like that. But I did like. In Gunslinger Girl, from what I recall, part of the setup was that the characters have been, like, super heavily, like, brainwashed, augmented, etc. So they are kind of emotionless, which is always sort of, you know, straining incredulity that, you know, any kind of government or private organization would be able to do that. But here we have a whole bunch of people who we see have been essentially brainwashed in not exactly a cult, but, you know, a very specific environment from small children. So they still have, you know, some social skills, but also, like, this unwavering dedication you know to the people who raise them i'm like yeah that actually feels more realistic like a it's easier for me to sympathize with the characters if i find them actually interesting which i did find characters like chisato and takina you know more interesting but i could actually buy into that level of brainwashing more than anything else since they just instead kind of felt felt like kids who grew up like really super fundy <laughs> but um uh uh, I know a whole bunch of people are like, we want a second season, but I am actually firmly in the camp of no second season necessary. This was good, you know, it was, you know, hopefully just one and done. Didn't overstay its welcome. Had some really fun action sequences. Who was it? Like Hideo Kojima is working on it now? I think no, he, he just saw it and he liked it. and then Well, he's like writing one of the novels or something, I think. No, no, no. They basically, the uh, light novels put his, like, his statement, like, where we, his thoughts on, like, the cover... Just like a, like one of those advertisements. So he's not working on it. He didn't work okay. on it. I do find it really funny that he was trying to look up the recent movie Licorice Pizza and found this instead and was like, hey, this is great, and starts tweeting about it. Um, but yeah, that was, that was, this was a pretty solid entry. The action looks good. The characters are fun. We do not have any confirmed Yuri, but we do have a click canonical game enter, which was coming out of the blue, but I appreciate it. Um, yeah, that was a good solid one. I have bad news for you, Helen. You didn't like it? The first volume BDs so like, a lot. <laughs> um, for a new anime and for anime in general. Oh, that... I, I have no doubt that with their, like, special event that they're thinking of having, you know, in a few then, months, um, I have no doubt that they are going to be announcing some sort of continuation in some form of media. And then um, if any other producer was behind this, I'd go with you. But Aniplex is the one that's producing this one. They like money. I am pretty sure they are already in the planning stages for not necessarily a new season of this, but something centered around the Licorice Recoil like series. Because there's just so much I think the series like didn't explore that another series could do. Um, so yeah, just to point this out, I also did like the series. I like it enough to where if there's actually something reasonably priced, I might get the Blu-rays of this when it comes over here. But it's Aniplex. Yeah, it's Aniplex. I made the mistake of looking up the Vivi Blu-rays the other day, and I was just horrified. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, it has to be really compelling BD box set for me to even think about picking up if Aniplex releases it. But And then who knows when they'll actually release it. There's, I'm still waiting for Horror Mia to be announced. And now they announced that, no. I'm still um, waiting for that last volume of the manga to come out. Yeah, it's going to be a while. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, yeah, I just had a good time with this. Like It, it was starting off pretty okay. Like It was pretty solid at the start. But I just got really into it. Just, just how goofy these characters are. Like uh, Chisato is just like always like this really kind of positive but then she's also just like not murder you <laughs> in the same time I-, I did love the point where some people in the car are pissing them off and so she pulls out the gun <laughs> and her the person driving the car is like hurriedly rolled down the window or the implication is chisada would have just shot through the window for yeah. lethal bullets otherwise <laughs> like this has happened enough times yeah. that, she, that, the, that the other person knows they need to do this there's so many good action sequences like i, I st- and and I'll get to this in a second, kind of my misgivings, but I guess it's just part of the charm. There's just so many good action sequences. Like, there's this part where it was in episode six or seven when they face off against one of the main villains or antagonists. Yeah, I guess the same thing. Uh, Majima. And they're in a good gunfight. And then when some random dude brings out one of the rocket launchers, and he's just checked Chisato's face when she's trying to shoot him from that distance. Like, oh, my God. Nah, 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 nah. Uh, that was funny. And then, obviously, um, gets saved by um, Walnut. And um, that rocket launcher somehow ends up not killing Majima, um, which again gets to one of my um, weird things about this series where stuff that you should definitely die from or some weird plot conveniences just are accepted. There's how a lot of plot still, acceptances how, in this how series. Do you, how, do you, how do you go in the... You got hit... Well, you didn't get hit by rocket launcher, but you... Basically got hit by it essentially, and then you listen. Went into all the these water. people for like Alan's supported like super skills of like, yeah, like like all of this. It's like okay, yeah. I'm having to suspend my disbelief for this. It, okay. it's, it's mostly pretty clear like these Allen Institute children, or specifically those trained under like the Licorice and Lily Bell, which is the um, the boys the male, version. Yeah, the boys version. Uh, they obviously went through some special training, uh, so they obviously and they obviously have certain abilities. Like obviously, Majima has his ability, Chell has her ability, so they obviously differently from other humans and stuff like that but still how the idea <laughs> seems to be even that it's like natural talents like chisato just always had the good you know vision and you know ability to predict movements even before she got like a new heart <laughs> yeah um i have also it, seen some people saying oh maybe the spin-off will be you know if the lily bell boys and the reaction i've seen on twitter has been a no we don't want boys and i'm like chill guys it's not like they killed off your care they was like they definitely apparently tried to kill Chisato a few times, but just gave up. Like <laughs> there's that guy in like the second to last episode who just glares at her, and I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, he definitely got his ass kicked at least once by Chisato. Yeah, yeah, probably yeah, like, multiple yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't even remember him. She has no idea who you are, but he definitely remembers. <laughs> For me, it was a Tuesday. <laughs> uh, just so many good moments, honestly, and that's that's basically why I like the series. Like there are obviously some issues with it, but I mean, sometimes you just need like something that's really good that you could just enjoy it week to week. And even when it did, like, some compelling stuff, like, when it did try to sort of some plot, especially with uh, the seventh or eighth episode where um, she was so, uh, she said it was so fearful of going to the to the doctor because how she could take shots. What's wrong with taking shots? Maybe because she sensed something bad lurking. Yeah, and then someone shot her through the heart with electricity. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, just so many things that just stand out, which sometimes you kind of need to animate to be memorable, and there's just a lot of that. What? Yeah, there's too many. Sock the sakana, the fish. Yeah, just too many. So yeah, definitely a really good one on a better anime this summer season. That is for sure. 
Um, let's see. All right. The other, uh, I think, standout, maybe for others, not quite for me, is Call of the Night. And I'm not actually saying it's bad or anything. It's actually pretty okay. It's pretty good. Pretty solid. Um, I like that it's by the, the director is the same person who did um, the case study of Vanitas earlier this year. It's mm-hmm. like, ah, yes, somebody is enjoying doing horny vampires and colorful yeah, backgrounds. To be, seems to be, and yeah, the, the thing that continues to take me away, uh, that continues to, that made me definitely interested in continuing was the visuals. I feel like they definitely are distinct. And it's just the concept of the night, uh, everything happening at night. Like, you got Ko just always wandering around. Like, you usually see people at this time, but no, there's no people. Or maybe just runs into somebody. But it's usually just kind of eerie. It's kind of surreal. But it's just very interesting um, from that perspective. But from a, late, uh, from a week-to-week standpoint, uh, I don't know. Just and it, I kind of had this issue with the manga. Just something about it just doesn't feel like it. I don't know. Like, I found it more interesting. Like, they went to more backstory involving Nazuna. Like, obviously, Ko has become a vampire. But then we still, I still feel like we don't know enough about why she's here. Why, aside from, like... Like she's just why she's exactly here. Like what? Um, like we obviously have later uh, other vampires to show up later in the series. I still feel like there's more we need to know. Instead, we're just gonna be moving around and seeing Ko interact with other characters and maybe help this one girl who's having a tough time, like with her boss, and obviously just being overworked. And there's some good stuff in there, but I'm just like, mm, it's okay. It's not something I'm like, eh, I want to watch again or anything like that unfortunate but um it is what it is no oh, i was i just said a vampire hunter that showed up did make it more interesting though <laughs> i will say that I swear to god my entire twitter horn line went horny for her just... <laughs> <laughs> and then that's why the final episode kind of disappointed me because she only gets like a couple shots like she's she's only like only in there for like a scene or two or something like that. i'm like Ugh, really really twitter got your hopes up uh, I still need to see the final episode. Um, just again, have not had the time, but uh, I did like a lot of the moments uh, between like the other characters, um, not the other characters, but the other vampires specifically. Like when they're talking with Ko and explaining, "Okay, dude, like either you need to be turned into a vampire within a year, or you're gonna have to die." Them's the rules. And like each of the girls is trying to get close to him, you know, saying, "You know, oh, Nazuna won't turn you into a vampire. Maybe I will." And all the other characters are thinking, "Ah, there she goes with her patented trick again." You know, sit close to the guy and look him in the eye, or you know, oh, and that's her patented trick, like flash the boob or something like that. It's all these characters who are just—they're like coworkers who've been working with each other for way too long. You know, they know everybody's quirks. Justin, are you there? I'm still here. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I think Lee else added my call tonight. If you have any more thoughts, no, I definitely am going to watch that last episode. It's just a matter of when because, like we said at the start of this episode, the fall season anime has started yeah. airing, and All so right. there's a couple other things that are just calling my name a little stronger. All right, fair. Call, calling my name, calling. Not call intentional, them. but I will. <laughs> <laughs> um, then I guess the other show. Um, this was the one that's weird because I, I wouldn't say it's good, but I still look forward to watching just these crazy girls who are supposed to be really good at Manzai and they're not. I don't know. Manzai is clearly kind of weird. Is it supposed like I, I obviously comedy is kind of weird, but in Tepen, trying to say I don't know how you say it because it has like fifteen or twenty thousand explanation marks. Tepen. Yeah, you probably gotta say it really loud, but I'm not saying it really loud. It's no way. Um, but you have these girls that are trying to get to the Tepen Grand Prix. And 
literally every episode is just kind of different involving these girls and how they just their wacky hijinks and at the end of the episode it's them actually trying to tell us their banzai jokes like on stage to an audience uh, at the at this real house um, I, I just know that they had to delay one of these episodes after Shinzo yes. Abe's assassination yes and then they eventually did they did show it and it was definitely weird when Crunchyroll um, ended up putting in episode 2 like they, they actually like you know how they had the order um, mm-hmm. and all that good stuff but it's weird if you go to episode 2 right you obviously watch that it's the same episode but they're showing a preview of the next episode that would be episode 11 <laughs> so it's like if somebody just randomly watches it thinking okay this is the next episode of preview then you watch episode 3 they, wait a minute I don't, what is this <laughs> it's not what the preview showed me um, I definitely want to watch the show but did not make time for it, but everyone I know who's seen it has really enjoyed it. It's just some sort of there's an like, energy I think about you're it. Like, you're I, I, it. I, I think no, no, I think there's a there's an energy about the series I kind of just got behind that I liked a lot. Uh, just this wild man, well, not terribly wild or anything like, that, but just something about it that compelled me to just like see what these girls would do, and then when the second last episode happened, and then one of the groups got kicked out of the house. I was like, oh, no way. I don't believe it. They kept out one of the groups. They, they did it. Uh, I was really I was really pained. So. Um, I the still way you said it, it reminded me of that line from Knives Out. Like, I don't understand it, but it compels me. <laughs> um, if, um, I, I doubt it will happen, but if it ever gets dubbed, I would definitely watch it again. I, I doubt it, but um, yeah, that might be the only other time I would watch it. Um, oh, also, yeah. was episode two worthy of um, being like aired later in respect for Abe's death? Like, did, did it actually? Need I have to be? no idea. Oh, you haven't I seen mean, that one yet? No, no, I saw it, but I'm like, it, it, it's only because of the specific language, like who they're going to assassinate. And then, funny enough, the assassination was just like some sort of mistake. So they they end up some 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 sort of entertainment group got mixed up with another group, and it's just like, what is this? <laughs> What's happening here? Um... So yeah, it was. I don't know. I, I I'm not a really good judge of that because I'm not in Japan, and then obviously there is totally two totally different thoughts about everything. So uh, I I don't think it would be best for me to actually say yeah, this could have totally ran. I think personally, like it was fine. Like it obviously hit more close to home for a, especially for a country that doesn't see this type of viol- that type of violence before. Um, oh, I thought you were talking so, about the U.S. I mean, at first, and I was gonna be like, "Excuse me." <laughs> sorry, yeah, obviously Japan, obviously Japan, I mean Japan. Um, so I think in respect, it's fine, and obviously they're able to air it again. So I think ultimately, all as well it ends well in this case. Let's see, what else did I watch? Uh, I think just about everything else I watched, I didn't finish yet. Like Love Live Superstar, we still got a couple episodes left in that. Um, I'm still definitely enjoying Superstar way more than I did um, Niji uh... <laughs> <laughs> No, you're right. Niji Nisaki. Right. I was almost saying Niji right. Sanji, and I was like, wait a minute. Those are the VTubers. <laughs> <laughs> still definitely enjoying that way more. Um, I'm even enjoying like the additions to the cast, because one of the reasons I liked the first season was because it was smaller. I was able to you know, feel like we actually got time with each of the girls. So I was wondering how the second season would handle it. And then, like, it seems like, you know, staggering the nine girls it actually works pretty well um let's see so haven't finished that yet futo pi is still going because that one just aired like really late like they've still got like a whole like last arc assuming that they do another three episode arc like they've been doing the whole series 
But um, that has been fun. I still know almost nothing about Kamen Rider, but this is anime as hell, so I can get behind it. Um, there's not much to there's not much to the setup of this one. Like we got a guy, we got another guy, and together they fight crime as one robot guy. So not hard to jump onto. And I have half an episode left of Prima Doll. I was working, I was watching it, and then I finished eating lunch, so I went back to working on cosplay sewing today, and just did not finish up cosplay sewing in time to finish Prima Doll. Um, it's listed as like a mixed media thing, I think, but the mixed media seems to be like novels, and I was thinking this whole time it must be for like some sort of gotcha game because of how it seemed like they kept introducing new characters who you would like pull, you know, to get like UR cards for or something like that. Um, that one was fine. Like, the designs were cute. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't memorable either. So I think I'm gonna say my final thoughts for that one is um, damning with faint praise. <laughs> oh, and I did drop Yuri Deco, and um, well, it was like, I got really behind on it, and then I saw people talking about the last episode and how it all wrapped up, and I was like, alright, that's a drop. That's just that's just a dumb ending. <laughs> yeah, that that's the... Something about that at the start was weird. Like, you would have thought people saying sorry and all that good stuff. People were interested, but there was no... I didn't see really too many people really interested in that, and I'm like, that's concerning. <laughs> well, like, the main guy for Science Saru has, I think, left or stepped back at least, you know, just for, like, not overworking health reasons. But yeah, it sounds like... It sounds like <laughs> the eventual resolution for this one was just content moderation is bad, actually. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I just want to get back to Superstar Season 2. Uh, I, I I am embarrassed to admit this, but the, there is the characters, there's a character archetype that always is in Love Live. They're always presidents. The it's now some sort of core reason for oh, not mean, wanting oh, everything to go Love Live. They, they, no, they have this core reason for not wanting the Love Lives, the, the idol groups to form, but then they eventually become Sundra and they actually really do want to sing and join the idol group. Well, we and already covered so, that in the first so, season. So, so, so when Ren, so it's obviously Ren I like a lot, but then they end up giving her a Gamer Girl arc, so that meant I like her even more than I already did. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, how much more can I actually like this girl? And then they make her play literally all day, not all night, but close enough, was she even like, oh no, I actually played this all, all night. And then uh, once she brought all the other old console games into the picture, that's like, that's it. That's a wrap. No other girl. I like the blue and red hair girls. I do like them. How can you not like the CEO of the series? She just wants money. How can you not like her? All the other girls are nice. The new, ma- the I guess the supposed arch, the, the, the antagonist like of this of this anime of this series of season two is she's she's cool they got ren they got ren getting really hyped over the version of monster hunter in this anime how can i like like her any more than i already do so yeah uh, superstar season two has been pretty fun i am very curious i know i think the episode aired today but it's not going to air officially till tomorrow yeah because it's um, been like a day behind for the u.s release yeah so trying to dodge spoilers and all that good stuff um but yeah and i don't know if, i think it's still maybe another episode or two but yeah i'm definitely enjoying that um just as much as season one um i know you say you're, you're liking this well you like the one just like never mind um this is weirdly enough the one love live i've actually enjoyed <laughs> i'm glad there's at least one but i'm still confused <laughs> 
And the other one that has an ending for me is, and I'm saying the whole name, a glorious dragon of 5,000 years gets unfairly villainized. This is still not over yet. Uh, but I think it's getting maybe towards the end. Maybe it'll finish up in an episode or two. Um, it's still this useless dragon continuing to get built up by the child, the really powerful evil child. Um, she definitely has dark powers, but, well... You know what? As long as she could totally be fooled into thinking the dragon is all powerful, everything is fine and peachy and all that good stuff. Um, but it's funny how she keeps just like every time he call, um, the dragon calls for her name, Lindsay, Lindsay, show up, help me. She shows up in like nanoseconds to help out. <laughs> um, there's this arc where um, she ends up being told to try to be like kind of she's a controller something like stuff and then there's this if there's another dragon that shows up right it's evil all i guess that wants to destroy this whole place and all that good stuff she ends up playing with it and when she means play with it that means tossing it around like it's a juggle like a ju- like juggling balls and i'm just like somebody stop her she's too powerful <laughs> she's way too powerful um so yeah the stuff gonna go down in episode 11 based on how it ended um it's probably gonna i'm pretty sure it's gonna be pretty pleasant because this so this is mostly pretty chill like there's obviously some a bit of drama but otherwise it's most chill and it's been fun um i know there's supposed to be a japanese um version of this uh they, they announced a japanese dub for this i might be looking forward to watching it whenever it uh shows up um, so it was the current dub on uh it's, it's, the yeah, original yeah, chinese yeah the current the original on french was a chinese dub how are the subtitles uh, since we know that the better subtitles for some chinese things so on much better have been terrible so much better. It's not oh, even, even, it's so you're not telling even, me it's I, actually it, readable. Also, it does help that the premise is more interesting than Ancient, uh, ancient Frame Girls G. Or do you think it was Ancient Frame G or something like that? Ancient Frame uh, Girls, you had it right the first time. Yeah, okay. Uh, much more interesting and fun concept. And then also, I think the length, it's not too long. It's 13 minutes. So, personally, I don't mind watching shorter like episodes, uh, shorter anime like this. So, it works out. So yeah, I think that's all I'm waiting for to end. That's it. Yeah, I'm still watching Utaware Rumono, um, the current season. So I guess I'll be, I guess we could call it a season three. I'm a little surprised that it's going to be going on for a full two core since I'm like, I, I feel like there's not 13 episodes more worth of material, but okay. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. <laughs> Let's see. I think we got everything. We got everything. Let's go. Can't wait till we talk about the fall season. It's going to yeah. be like two hours. Nope. <laughs> the quiet nope. <laughs> All right. And now for weird news, because apparently you just put like an absolute crap ton of weird news here. Well, you, you called me out last time about the lack of weird news. And I'm like, okay, we got to make sure we have enough weird news to satisfy Helen this time. Uh, well, at least we're going to start with something that's not, well... Actually, this first one actually is kind of weird. <laughs> Ed Sheeran gets animated in an official Pokemon music video. I feel like we talked about Ed Sheeran anime and all this stuff a couple of times in this section, haven't we? I do not remember any past times. I feel like we have. I feel like we have. It just sounds familiar to me. But okay, yes, that that is a thing. Um, it's so random, but yeah, it's... Pokemon just does whatever it wants, Helen. Just they just whatever whatever they want. They have the money. They they just do what they want. Hmm. Let's see. So we got more ads. 
like um, the loop in the third gang drives through McDonald's in an anime ad, which was kind of weird. It is very <laughs> weird, <laughs> but it's funny. <laughs> I saw the video. It's it just got the ordering McDonald's, just going to McDonald's, driving up. Um, it, it's like, oh, you're going to order a, few, order a burger and fries, all that good stuff. I'm like, okay, that's cute. That's hilarious. Of course, Lupin is popular enough to have this happen. So it is what it is. It's pretty fun. And because we got more advertisements occurring, got the One Piece Red. Obviously, they advertised. They, they, they took their shop to the uh, football stadium, the, the Rose Bowl in L.A. from the USC Trojans. They had that halftime performance. Now, they're going to have an advertisement about the film in my city, Times Square. They're actually going to have a big uh, advertisement for it um, October October 8th. Uh, I want to make sure I get this right, but uh, I think this is actually in conjunction conjunction with um, yeah, this is um also this is planned around New York Comic Con, so obviously Comic Con is gonna be here happening this week, uh, so obviously it's gonna be some announcements to be looking out for, um, so yeah, Toei Animation uh, is basically promoting it in Times Square, so it's gonna happen around 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time. I have no idea if I'm actually gonna go there because I'm not quite that into One Piece. But it is kind of cool moment. So I'm like, okay, maybe I might just stop by, take some pictures. But I'm not making any guarantees because, I don't know, it may be too out of the way for me. And so uh, it's been too long since we've discussed NFTs. And I'm not referring to my um, mention of Junji Ito's new NFT earlier in the podcast. But um, in a truly bizarre one, uh, Studio Gonzo has these characters that i guess they got from nfts um so they're holding a story writing contest for its samurai cryptos blockchain and nft project so the winning submission will be used as story concepts for the eventual anime and the writer will be credited under the role of proposal assistance so i don't know if you get any money from this (laughs) which is real but this is all just it's like no nobody do this nobody do this (laughs) don't encourage them Somebody needs to stop. So, somebody needs to in Japan stop. Needs to stop listening to these people who tell them yes, NFTs are the future. It's gonna work. It's gonna be all good. Just also, stop. someone just needs to stop Studio Gonzo. <laughs> well, that that too, but that yeah, that, that's there are two different things happening here. We need to stop selling uh, NFT. Somebody needs to stop selling NFTs to Japan and convince them it's good. And also, we had to stop Studio Gonzo any everything, everything, anything involving this. But we we don't know if it's gonna happen. Um. So yes, yeah, so um, obviously Liquid Sakura was a major hit um, in Japan, um, but there was something that they're gonna have to correct. Um, so in episode eleven, they had this uh, eye catch where they had the main character smoking a licorice. Looks very interesting, very cool. But the problem is, if you do that actually in real life, that could kill you because it's po- it's actually poisonous. <laughs> so uh, they did. Um, I know they took Twitter to warn people of that. Please After do the not episode, put the plants in your mouth. Do not take advice they, from they these did. girls. Yeah, they did. They did warn people about that. But then, I guess after much discussion, and who knows, maybe they got an emails about it. Who knows? Somebody maybe complained about that. They decided to change it, so it's not there anymore. Um, and, and you know, it's interesting. Like you usually like see these type of corrections, for, like the Blu-ray release. But no, it's even on streaming services. I guess I'm gonna personally find out because I'm watching the uh, dub for Licorice for Coil. So I guess I'm going to get a first-hand experience of that, uh, I guess, a couple weeks from now. Um, so I'll find out how that's like. But it's not, I don't know, it's not the craziest thing ever, but it's obviously something that you don't really see happen too much. So definitely weird in that sense. 
let's see. Uh, speaking of, I guess it's kind of weird, but not super weird. Uh, the One Piece gym is going to open a Tokyo Shibuya Award on January 13th. This gym looks way cooler than the gym in my apartment complex. <laughs> and um, so we mentioned that all-in-one One Piece volume last week. Uh, apparently that was not officially authorized. The two of us thought that it was, but um, uh, publisher Shueisha has confirmed that it was not authorized. And as Justin has put in the notes, cue the there will be lawyers line. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw, so there was this thing that happened in football where uh, somebody got really hurt. And there was somebody who saw who tweeted out, there will be lawyers. And I'm like, okay, oh, is that the guy fits. where they like put him in like two days after he had a concussion? Um, yeah, basically. Man, they are yeah. lucky that guy didn't die. <laughs> yeah. That would have been um, even bigger lawyers. Yeah, it, that's definitely not what you want if you're the NFL. That is for sure. Um, but yeah, that, that Guardian, that whole all in one was weird in this, at the start because there's nobody who could actually read any of that and i the way they, they claimed it was like oh obviously nobody's really reading it but it's definitely for the um i guess what was it not historic not historical um commemorative or something like something along those lines it's like a product you like just want not really like read or anything like that but it was weird because like it's, it's not something you would like it's hard to see like how it could be workable as a marketing thing and then obviously you find out oh yeah she never actually approved it oh oh Okay, that's different. Somebody's gonna get in trouble. <laughs> that that's definitely. Um, and then you all you got your name out there. You got all that stuff out there. You're you're in trouble, dude. You're you're <laughs> definitely in trouble. Um, so this one was interesting because this was so much. This was so bizarre. Helen was just rendered speechless. Uh, so there's a Brazilian libertarian politician that's using anti parodies as campaign advertising. Um, so this Brazilian, uh, Brazilian politician Kim Kataguri. Uh, was parroting Kaguya-sama. Uh, was also um, uh, Kasa, um, parroting Bleach. Um, so yeah, I got a Chica cosplayer in there. I got the actual politician dressing up as um, dressing up in the male sco- the, the the standard uniform in the series to, for the school. Um, this this Bleach one's kind of bizarre. I don't think I want to actually watch it. <laughs> Like I just see the, the I just see the um the the, uh, the screenshot like the 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 featured image and I'm like yeah that, that can't be good. <laughs> um, okay, so he's kind of young. He says he's 22. No no wonder. I guess you like I guess you you got these younger generation likes anime and definitely wants to incorporate it somehow. There you go. That explains everything, Helen. That explains literally everything. Well, also apparently the Brazilian election that was supposed to happen this weekend was was going to be kind of wild. So okay, well. I have no idea what. I don't know if this is gonna help or not. I, I have no idea if something like this. There's one thing about doing something like this, and then another case of doing it to a different extreme, like take it to an extreme. This might be. This might be too extreme. <laughs> I guess we'll find out if it works or not. Somebody will let us know. I think, maybe. Now to the one that I was really flabbergasted by, or should we save that one for last? <laughs> Um, there's like, well, sure. Yeah, we say that for last. Okay, so you, you go with the one that also flabbergasted you. <laughs> the one okay, where you, yes. also had rea- you also had to send your Yes, reaction. I had the, okay, so there are two things that, the, there is no other way to respond to, to Helen, aside from sending her, um, Friday Ice Cube, um, what gifs 
Like, there was just no way. This is the first one. Uh, Chi Aki Ide, a manga specializing in the romance genre, is known in Japan as the queen of ladies' comics. Her latest book and manga, both titled Poison Love, are about how she was scammed by a man pretending to be in love with her. In fact, the man not only pretended to be in love with her, but pretended to be Hollywood actor Mark Ruffalo. She lost, I think, roughly... It says 53,000, but is that yen? Uh, U.S. 520, hundred dollars and two hundred. Wait, no, $523 and two. Well, I can't, I can't math today, apparently. 523, basically 523, $100. There you go. Maybe. <laughs> I can't math today, apparently, or say dollars. But the point is, how can you get fooled by this? Why? Why did you do this? All the signs were saying that this was not good. All the signs, and you still went with it. Just, just incredible. 75 million yen lost because of this. 75. Why would you reveal this anyways? Could have kept that. It's one of the things you take to the grave. <laughs> that was my reaction when the Dark Horse people were saying, we had a chance to write a license for a for size, and we didn't take it. It's like, <laughs> I would have taken this to the grave. <laughs> look, I'll, 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 I'll look. They were at a different time and place when they got the announcement and offer. I will forgive them. At least I will forgive them. I don't know if anybody else will forgive them, but um, it's not. It's not a matter of forgiving or not. It's just a. I just it's, be it's, too it's a It's a. It's a fun thing where you can see like just the manga industry is just crazy as heck. It, it is what it is. Good manga story. This is just like you lost money over this. You actually gave a scammer money. Don't they teach you how to ferret phonies out? What are you Remem doing, lady? What are you doing? Remember, kids, you are probably not as famous as you think you are. <laughs> famous people are not trying to get in contact with you. And then finally, our final bit of weird news. Uh, so, Tucker Carlson, a uh, noted asshole, to put it politely, I guess? That, that's, you I, can, I think that's you, too polite. You can, be you, can be, you can be less polite if you want. <laughs> yeah. Noted dickwad <laughs> uh, had some segment on their show recently talking about a trans teacher who was reportedly photographed wearing just like ridiculously large fake boobs like i think the school district has come out and said this is not the person who you named here they didn't say who it was but it was just it, it was not a good start and so they were showing someone again like with ridiculously large fake boobs and tucker carlson was making a comparison to the Japanese genre of, um, quote, exploding milk. Apparently someone had just decided to literally translate the phrase um, bakun, uh, which colloquially means huge breasts, but apparently like literally means exploding milk porn. And so he's talking about this and he's showing like <laughs> some scenes that are just like, I don't think this is even porn anymore. I think this is just humorous. You know, people with like anime characters with like Boobs the size of, what's bigger than a beach ball? Something bigger than a beach ball, you know? <laughs> honestly, what really got me was that I was looking at this on mobile, so I did not have, like, my usual five layers of um, ad blocker stacked on top of each other. So I got an ad for some webtoon or another where it's a woman saying, it's enormous! <laughs> Something like that. And that's what, what? really did me in. I was what? Like, targeted <laughs> advertising. Helen, what? Is it, how, how is it that big? No, I, like... I just I, I just clicked it right now. It's still there. <laughs> it's why like... did it, why did it have to be there? What? It's just, just 
Top Two is getting some great advertisement. If they 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 keep having it there. The, the SEO must really be working. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I have no comment because I mean, this, this has got to be one of the weirdest things I would have ever expected to be yeah, covered. Tucker Carlson's show, on, you know, it definitely on that. It definitely feels like posting weird shit to own the libs by owning myself. You know, it definitely has that vibe to it. It's just like there there are many things to expect on that show, and this is somehow not one of them, but it actually did happen. <laughs> it's like, what do we? What what are, what is there to say about that? That just yeah. I, I, I just had to respond to Helen with another Ice Cube Friday Jeff. <laughs> um, I think that's it, Helen. I think we talked enough about weird news, all the summer Henry watched, and now we gotta mentally prepare for whatever the fall season shows. <laughs> gotta prepare for that, Helen, mentally and physically. Yeah, everyone's telling me this new Gundam series is like Utena, which has got me like even more interested in it. I want to get to it. Hey, I watched the prologue. It's pretty I mean, interesting. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> it's really interesting. Definitely wanted to watch more. Looking forward to how this new Gundam series will be. And I'm, I do like that there's going to be a decent amount of episodes for this, too. Um, we won't all finish this season, but knowing that there's more is definitely good to hear. And so, if people want to read our reviews, hear more of our inane thoughts, etc., etc., Twitter is the place to go. You can find me on Twitter, at WanderingDreamer, and you can find the official podcast for our site, slash, um, podcast, over on Twitter, at the OASG. Of course, you can also check us out online, at theoasg.com, where we've got reviews of all stripes um, going up on a, not daily, but close to daily basis at this point, you know, we're... Monday through Fridays. Monday through Fridays, everybody. Work days, that is, you know. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kami underscore Nomi. Obviously still retreating farm stuff. Maybe, hopefully, no more. I have, my, I think I have maybe one or two more commissions that I requested maybe months ago. Maybe they'll finally be done. <laughs> Just as supporting the small artist. <laughs> um, but yeah, it should be, it should be almost done now. <laughs> um... But yeah, aside from that, yeah, it's just a more fire when we treating stuff. There you go. So yeah, you can also find the other podcast I co-host also on Twitter at Mong in Your Ears, where we were covering a couple of titles related to the upcoming fall season, where I apparently made uh, reincarnated as a sword sound a lot more interesting than it actually was. But um, yeah, until next time, then folks, see ya. Bye.